Welcome back to Leafs Late Night, where it is never too late for the Leafs, presented by Inside the Rink. Welcome, it is Roscoe and Darty Broder. Uh, not, a, not a ton new since last week, but we've got some stuff to talk about. Uh, first, I wanted to start, though. Um, I went to a antique and collectible store today, and, and uh, upon walking in, there was a t-shirt hanging from the ceiling that said... Um, uh, can't lose, I think, with the Toronto Maple Leafs logo, and there was a sign on it that said, how funny is this, or something along those lines. And so I'm like, oh, is this like an anti-Leafs vibe in the store? Cool. And the, <laughs> and the more I walked around, there was like posters of uh, like Marner, Bieber, and Matthews that said like the Three Stooges on it, and uh, my first vibe was like, oh, this has got to be like an Ottawa fan. And then the piece de resistance was in a glass case. There was a little Playmobil set that uh, if you head on over to our Twitter at Leafs Late Night, I posted a picture of it because talked to men is selling it to me, even though it wasn't for sale. It was a little Playmobil set of a, uh, a referee and a Toronto Maple Leaf and Boston Bruin. And it had a little card in front that said, Kadri gets suspended again. And I thought that was so funny. So I went to the guy, I'm like, is that for sale? And he's like, no, that was just kind of a joke. I was like, well, I have a Leafs podcast, and I kind of want to, kind of want to buy that to post and <laughs> immortalize it on our, uh, on our Twitter. And uh, um, the guy, I noticed when I went to talk to him, he had a Leafs pin on his hat. So I'm like, wait, are you a Leafs fan? He's like, yeah, you couldn't tell from all the the self deprecating Leaf stuff everywhere. I'm like, <laughs> okay, so this is from a totally different perspective. <laughs> Some real, some real Leafs fans are ultra realistic. All right, <laughs> right. So you know, some of us are like, you know, Leafs can do no wrong. That you know, they're amazing. Then there's there's other others who you know just fully accept the misery. And you know, the, I guess as they say, the the commiseration is where we you know <laughs> is the passion that unites us all. Right, like just knowing that, hey, like. Like, I, I wasn't the one who said that the Leafs take the fattest L every year, right? But I believe it, you know, and I repeat it. I've heard this guy had, before. It's funny, so. I, I say it was a Leafs pin on his hat. At first, I thought it was a sticker because the sides were curled up and kind of brown. And he's like, no, every time they lose in a playoff round, I take my layer to it. And you can tell it's pretty burnt now and curled up on the side. I'm like, oh, that's metal. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> so this guy is uh, pretty devoted and just reminded me a lot of my dad. Shout out to uh, Ed's text. It's like the most metal thing I've heard. It's like that's Literally. very metal. <laughs> take my fucking. Oh, so uh, anyway, I, I ended up talking to the guy and selling it to me for fifteen bucks. So I have it behind me here in front of my Scholastic Hockey Superstars book from two thousand two, two thousand three, with uh, Matt Sundin on the cover. Hold up! You got three authentic Playmobil See, characters that's... for fifteen dollars. You are the king. You are the king of bargains, right there. Because you can't like Playmobil is like expensive Lego, right? It goes Mega Blocks at zero dollars and Playmobil at one hundred and fifty. You know, like they, you know, Lego's expensive. But then, if you wanted like even one Playmobil, I guess action figure, because it's not like Lego in the sense that it connects or anything. Like, I guess you can put stuff in their hands and you can do stuff. But that stuff was super expensive. Like, there's a lot of like little Playmobil figures that I wanted, like at least just for one of those things, like new, and they looked brand new in that picture. It's like twenty. Okay, bucks. so I'm looking at it so online. The NHL Toronto Maple Leafs player from Playmobil.ca is twelve ninety nine Canadian. Um, plus one of the Bruins, which are 
also twelve ninety nine, obviously. And how much is the ref? Because it looks like they're from a game. Like you can pull a little thing back on them and they shoot a puck. Yeah. So the ref comes with it's a uh, NHL score clock with referee playset, and it is thirty two ninety nine on Playmobil.ca. So. When he told me 15 bucks for it, I was like, wait, are you joking? I was going to say like 25, but okay. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's And he gave me the little, um, the card that was with it that said Nazem Kadri gets suspended again. And uh, in talking. <laughs> so he's obviously had it for a while. Yeah. At least, at least he's like, I'm glad it's going to a good home. It's uh, the joke has run its course at this point. Uh, I can only assume it's been up there for like the better part of the decade. The other thing was that he, uh, I almost bought, because um, I wasn't sure if he was going to sell it to me or not at first, the Playmobil set. So he had a signed Felix Potvin uh, Toronto Maple Leaf flag that I was going to uh, maybe get. I might go back and get it, actually. But uh, I decided to get the Kadri thing because it's more from my era. Like, I was, you know, four years old when, four or five when Potvin was traded. So it's not really... Did you at least message Bean? Because I know you didn't put it in the group chat. No, I didn't. Um, so, did you P- did you like private PM him, DM him, be like, "Hey, Bean, this is from your era." No, but I'm. <laughs> or even, or even. Uh, I should probably go back man. and get it because this place is really hidden. Like they had a lot of. Uh, there was a, uh, a. I'm not going to say where it is in case anybody in Ottawa goes and grabs this, but they also had a McDonald's. Um, it was like a pop-up thing with a Leafs jersey on it, and it was Sundin with like the card still and everything. And it was only five bucks. I should probably go back and get that too. But uh, so anyway, I was talking about the Felix Potvin flag, and he, you know, we got talking about you know what era I watched versus what he watched. And I said, you know, he's like, <laughs> yeah. So you're from the era of No Hope. I'm like, yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, so. On uh, leaving, he threw in a free Dave Anderchuk poster because he's like, here's a relic from an era where there was hope. So I got a free uh, Anderchuk poster that says like IGA or Provigo or something on the bottom of it. Like it's from a grocery store. It's super cool and retro. Yeah. Yeah, because I think IGA is like Metro now, right? So they went through a couple like Dominion and all that. Yeah, it stuff. says IGA Dominion Provigo on the bottom, which I think there's still some in uh, Quebec, but I'm pretty sure you're right. Everything on this side is now Metro or Sobeys or whatever. So it's crazy. Like just before we head on to the next topic, that like again, like. I definitely, I'm not going to sit here and say like, I'm some, you know, long time Leafs fan who knows everything about the Leafs. Like I just, you know, I just shit the Leafs. No, like I, <laughs> I shit on them. But when it comes to like, when it comes to finding about like guys like Andrew Tuck, like I consider him very underrated as, you know, a Leafs fan that grew up, at, you know, in my time, because you don't realize how good guys like him are um, unless you watched him. Right. Like I didn't appreciate him or McGillney. Uh, like or like any of the guys like even Doug Gilmore growing growing up because I didn't get to see them play right I didn't get to like really focus on their time as Leafs like to me it was all about Matt Sundin it was about Ty Domi and again like listen looking back on those guys like just like if you're new to the Leafs uh definitely give guys because again if you're new to the Leafs you're probably you start you usually start at like year zero and you you know you get to, to you know like what uh 
Frank Mahovlich, and then you move all the way to Austin Matthews. And there's, there's guys in the middle that you don't necessarily, like, you know, you might see Sittler, but you don't like, you, you, there's, there's guys, guys like Andrew Chuck you don't necessarily pay enough attention to. And I just want to like throw that out there that, yo, Dave Andrew Chuck's a freaking beauty, okay? So yeah, that's pretty cool. Here, let me just pull up Dave Andrew Chuck stats just to give comparison here to what he did versus what uh, the Leafs have now. So he really, from 1992 till 96, he was with the Leafs. And the dude scored a shit ton. Is that goals? Holy. Yeah, so 1993-94 season, he had 53 goals and 46 assists for 99 points. That's nuts. And uh, Alex McGillney, unfortunately, had like his last few years of his career with the Leafs. But, I mean, he still had a 33-goal, 46-point season in uh, 0203 and everybody forgets he had 76 goals in 92 93 with the sabers like that's a that that has to be the biggest robbery from the hall of fame exactly and that's why i just wanted to bring it up too is as i said like i just never gave guys like that enough credit because you get lost in the idea especially you know you're talking with your buddy there uh who runs the store and it's like you get lost with the idea that like the leafs just suck no, the Leafs haven't won anything, but they haven't always sucked. Like they, there are sparks and moments and players who have shown so much brilliance. It's just again getting reaching that next level. And again, we, hearing all the hate because we are the most talked about team in the NHL, let alone sports. Because I heard uh, you know last year uh, Stephen A. Smith talking about the Leafs, calling them as I said before he did the uh, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys of the NHL. That you get lost, you get lost in the Leafs hate. And you forget how good the Leafs have been, even though we haven't won a cup since 67. So as I said, like, just give give these guys the credit where credit's due. Because, yeah, yeah, they might not have won shit, but they were the And shit, it's like we talked right? about before. So. Yes, Matthews is breaking all these records, but that's because the team was never built around a star until now. It was always, like, a team effort. And they there were a lot of guys that were contributing a lot to the overall product. And I think, you know, we were unfortunately too young to see those kinds of teams. Cause like you and I grew up with the Sundin Andropov Ponikarovsky era, which was, you know, Toscala and Toscala era. You know, just rotating goalies. <laughs> I mean, we saw Belfour, which was cool. And, you know, Raycroft and Jagir had their little flashes of brilliance, but my God, it's been rough. Cabriolet, b Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it, man, it's just, it's been rough growing up since uh, the mid nineties with the Leafs. So anyway, I want to move on to uh, kind of call back from last episode because uh, shout out to Marty Zelstra, who always pulls some quotes out of our episodes. Pulled one out that uh, a lot of people that didn't listen to the episode um, without hearing the rest <laughs> of the context of it felt the need to chime in on. And uh, I blame Marty's uh, larger Twitter reach than I have. So the can he change his Twitter handle to no context LLN? <laughs> like, can he make a new handle? Because he does that. That's basically that's basically what he's doing. He's just like no context LLNing us, and like he's done it to me so many times. And I usually just have nonsense that doesn't like have any real facts in it, besides like me stating the obvious or like saying something that people agree with, just because it's like you know it's a, it's an inflammatory like you know fuck this guy or the Leafs are great or suck my you know whatever. Like I usually say something that's like you know you're either with it or against it. Whereas like <laughs> you say something. And it's like there's there's like some fact in it, right? There's some knowledge or some statistics. So when you, you're making this point about like him 
saying something that people are like, you know, all of a sudden they're starting to hate on it is because like you're mentioning something that like touches actually rubs somebody the wrong way. So like, oh, no, not well, I encourage anybody who's read these things to listen to the episode so they can get the full story. Uh, Because 140 characters or whatever it is, 280 is not enough to get the whole point out. So anyway, here's the quote. Uh, It was last time we were talking about Matthews and whether he was going to leave or not. And I said, um, for anybody who's scared, Austin Matthews is not going to leave for the States. If you haven't noticed, if you don't live in the GTA, he's on a commercial for literally everything every week. He's on billboards, posters. You can't make that kind of money anywhere else. The full thing was that Austin Matthews likes being a star. There's a lot of players. Sorry, I Sorry, Edmonton, um, but some players actually enjoy the spotlight. And Matthews has shown that he likes being uh, on camera and doing these interviews and things and being friends with Justin Bieber and being in the spotlight. Like those kinds of things are going to keep him in Toronto. Like, yes, he can be friends with Bieber if he plays for L.A. I get it. But it's it's that like when you have that kind of image associated with you, like I don't think he wants the biggest market in hockey to hate him. Like, I think that like part of what he's cultivated is that like he could go down as the greatest leaf of all time. And that is an amazing badge of honor to wear. I don't think he wants to give that up to go, you know, make what is two, three million extra in some other city. Like, Oh, he wants to go win. Like on paper, the only one team can win the Stanley cup every year on paper. The Leafs, have just as much of a shot. And according to Vegas, yes, there's other things involved. Like people are going to bet on them, like Beaner mentioned last episode. But like they're built to win in the playoffs. It's mental and other bullshit that gets in the way every year, I swear. But, and I know, you know, every Leaf fan feels that way, but he's not going to have a better chance going somewhere (laughs) else unless there's some super team built. And quite frankly, with what we've got going right now with Mitch Marner, and if Nylander continues to improve and, you know, who knows what's going to happen with guys that have been coming up in the system and what other pieces Dubas can put together here. Like, look, this could we don't know what's going to happen this year. We didn't know what was going to happen with Bunting and Kasha and Kampf. It could be another breakout season for these guys. They can only get better, right? Like, they're still young. I just, I hate this whole mentality of, you know, Oh, it's about money. It's not about money. It's about being the king. And I think he has shown that he enjoys being the king. Just not an LA king LA. and not a Dallas star. <laughs> so the other thing, because I apparently, the Twitter was bad for me this week, man. Here's the other one we got to talk about. Twitter is bad in general. I don't, I, you know what? I love all of you on there, but I am saying this right now. It's not good for you. No. All right. <laughs> it's just not. All right. It's great to be angry, but like if you're looking for a cutesy wootsy, like everybody love everybody time, even when you have that on Twitter, there's always just like, it's like, a, it's like a playground for like, you know, in grade three. Like I feel like you ever seen the show recess, like how lawless that playground is. Like even when you think you run the playground, there's always some Randall there to spoil your fun. Right. There's so always it's a like, King Bob. Yeah, with, with a king even king exactly there's a king bob right so like you know don't don't spend your whole life there i'll tell you that because you'll get to like I, i've barely been on twitter and even when i go there and like my blood starts to boil like, so like, i had one that like broke my uh my usual impression number by quite a bit because everybody seemed to have an opinion on this one mostly fucking edmonton oiler fans my god guys <laughs> so what I said, I got an update on my phone that uh, there were a couple trades uh, and signings that happened in the NBA that they were investigating, including James Harden and some other people uh, investigating when the talks happened, if it was before when they were allowed to or not. 
And there are serious fines in the NBA for this kind of thing. And it seems like every free agency and every deadline, there's an announcement that they're investigating this. Meanwhile, the NHL, and I know there's people pointed out like, yeah, they, they can allow people to talk to them before um, the actual deadline or the, sorry, the opening time comes up. But look, I was listening to Sirius XM at noon on the day of free agency and literally clock hit noon and they're like, hey, and Jack Campbell has signed with the Edmonton Oilers. Man, that was a really quick conversation. Eh? It took a whole second. And they even not, right? Like Stock they even figure. laughed about it on, on Sirius XM's NHL network. So look, I said hockey has rules sometimes because the point was sometimes, sometimes. the point was that the NHL seems to have a couple rules, a, a lot of a couple rules that they treat <laughs> a lot of a couple. That's a good they number. treat like uh, like gospel, and oh my god, don't you dare touch these things! And they are how th- like offsides, like that's like gospel, right? well, I, <laughs> and like goaltender interference, uh, and you know, there's the the cap and glass. how you move players around, and you know. If someone gets offer sheeted, they can't get traded for a year. Like, there's all these weird little specific things that are very strictly enforced. Um, and then when it comes to this, uh, like when people can talk and deals and stuff, there's no repercussions in the NHL. They don't give a shit. They never do. And there's just this handshake deal that it's like, yeah, whatever. We weren't going to sign them. You guys go ahead. But I just think it's funny that there's some rules that they just don't give a shit about. I just think it's funny. That was my point. <laughs> Instead, Edmonton Oilers fans decide to run away with it about shit like, oh, typical Leaf fans, blah, blah, blah. You knew Jack was going to leave. Why is half of Leaf's Twitter so bent the fuck out over a deal that we all agreed we uh, they weren't wanting to give him anyways? Uh, doesn't change the end result. Who cares? Uh, doesn't take long when you give the player exactly what they're asking for. You're missing the point. The point is that the NHL enforces rules stupidly. And I will stand by that. You know what? I concur. You will not see any disagreement on this. Right. Um, So anyway, moving on to NHL news. Adidas has uh, announced they're ending their partnership come 2024 with the NHL, meaning we're going to have new company making jerseys. So how excited are you? Well, all day I dream about uh, Jofa coming back, <laughs> and uh, you never know. Like I've heard, uh, maybe CCM, but it doesn't. I don't know who is it Nike, Nike or CCM? CCM. That's the thing. That's the thing. So we're we're, we're you know we're pretty derivative of some podcasts. So it's not like I don't listen to Freege. I don't listen to Dangle, but um, so we're not be we're not going to be saying any new gospel here. But the uh, it would be nice to see like a company that, you know, cause it looks like when we're talking about our sponsors, we got, we lost Gatorade, right? Which everybody, if you're, at least if you're not living under a rock knew that it was probably going to be BioSteel cause BioSteel was being heavily um, supported by like guys like yeah. David, right? So, um, so that wasn't news to anybody. So if there's a company that, uh, again, I, I'm not on the ground with these things. If there's a company that's already being sort of low key sponsored. Um, I would see them, coming up like uh, man it would be cool it's like maybe if if nike came back like if they did nike bauer again i don't know i like that you know because bauer again keeping the traditions of hockey still within the you know within the new history i like that right like 
you know, I don't know, like completely getting rid of names. Like I remember when Coho had jerseys, like I don't think everybody liked them per se, but I, I have like a Coho or had a Coho Darcy Tucker jersey, I believe. And that thing was pretty, pretty freaking sweet. So, so yeah. for anybody that doesn't listen to uh, other podcasts and, uh, you know, only listens to us, thanks, first of all. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we uh, <love> you. <laughs> basically, Never listen the to gist of else. everyone's <laughs> conversations so far have been that everyone that used to make these jerseys, all these smaller companies like CCM and Bauer and um, Reebok, they're all owned by either Nike or Adidas at this point. So it it's kind of complicated as to who could buy it. Also... I know Under Armour's not in great financial standing right now, so I don't think they would do it. But the other thing that was... What about Lululemon? Honestly. Does anybody mention that yet? What about Lululemon? Because, like, they're doing the, the Team Canada, and, like, that stuff is so fucking expensive anyways, pardon my French, but, like, jerseys are already expensive. Why not, you know, why not Why not uh, do Lululemon, all right? And they have... I heard they have an amazing return policy. So if they happen to happen to put the wrong name or, you know, you can That's always not get money back. That's not a crazy thought. Like they don't make jerseys, but they do make activewear already. And I mean, look, Adidas doesn't make hockey equipment. They only made the, the jerseys. So it's, it's not that far fetched, honestly. Uh, that was actually eye-opening to me that they didn't make hockey equipment. Like I, I, again, I don't play hockey, so I don't spend a lot of time, you know, I have a full set of hockey equipment, but again, like you see lots of names, you see, you know, I still have, I'm pretty sure my skates are, 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 uh, are Bauer. If, if I think <laughs> could be, there's uh you know, again, like this, I remember when I, I remember when Nike, I said, I remember when Nike Bauer came out and I had a pair of those, like a size, size five or something. <laughs> and so that's how long ago that was. But, um, yeah, just like uh, like I didn't realize that Adidas didn't like they only made the um, the jerseys and that was it. Not even like helmets, not even gloves, not even not even something throwaway like the f- damn socks. Yeah, it's it seems strange to me that they were into that, but I guess it it comes back to the Lululemon thing. Like if Adidas wasn't making jerseys before and they were just making activewear, it's not really out of left field to think that they're a Canadian company. I know they've had a bit of controversy in the past. Wasn't their last owner a bit of a sexist? piece of shit their last owner was very similar to the owner of like abercrombie and fitch and only like, hot people like, wear my clothing yeah, it's not it's, i was gonna say like it's not darty saying this but i'm pretty sure paraphrase that like no fat people should yeah. wear my clothes but you know what like <laughs> i've seen i've seen the new stuff that like again i'm a big fan of lululemon so i've seen some of the new stuff and like i don't consider i'm an athletic guy but I don't consider myself a skinny, personally, like a rip brick shithouse. So some people would describe like, you know, like those guys who go on stage and do competitions, all right? Like I'm still a beefy boy and I wear some Lululemon stuff and it fits good. It doesn't make me look uncomfortable. And like I have to search for big sizes too. So like they do, I'm, I said, I, I'm not here sponsoring Lululemon. I don't get paid for this. But if they did, like I'm sure they would fit pretty sweet because these guys, like they have to, right? Like I've seen commercials now for, um, I think it was Dylan Larkin, like, like he did a, uh, a dress pants commercial specifically talking about hockey, butt. all right, I have <laughs> hockey, butt. I got a big beefy, butt, and I'm wearing these Lululemon pants and it doesn't look like I'm a ballerina in them. It actually looks like, you know, they still stretch and they still look pretty solid. So if they did the same thing with a Jersey, you know, maybe do a, do a fake little, uh, little tie up here and uh you know with the strings and then have it still athletically fit you can see you can see poppy wearing that and like you know looking pretty looking pretty fly hey i'm on board for it i think it's a great idea you heard it first here i haven't heard anyone else talk about that and also if you're from lululemon you owe us like 
like give us some give us some merch or something all right give me like a hundred dollar coupon i won't get me far i'll, I'll barely pay for one thing okay two hundred dollars give me a two hundred dollar coupon because like that's a great give idea me a, a one or two hundred dollar coupon for potentially uh starting a billion one item deal uh, <laughs> put me on your board board of directors dirty so uh just for kind of housekeeping bauer hockey since 2017 has been owned by peak achievement athletics which is uh, owned by Fairfax okay. Financial, a uh, holding company in Toronto. So they're not owned by Nike anymore. Sounds very shady. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say on that? The um, do what do would we expect to see like a redesign of how the jerseys look though, like for each team, or would it be kind of trying to? Do you think they would try to keep it status quo, like the the? It really depends on the manufacturer, right? Like we're talking, so we're talking about Lululemon. Like if Lululemon's making, you know, jerseys, they're not going to go back to the like the original, um, like like textures, textiles that like like Adidas is using. Like they're going to use what I guess their proprietary stuff. Like as I said, if you've ever been to Lululemon, you know that stuff is made out of like unicorn shit and uh, fairy dust. Because like I- I've never seen the materials that they use, like the poly, the polyesters, like in any like very rare like I, I think they have like a very strong like patent on the specific um um way they they make their their polyester stuff or nylon whatever because you you can get some stuff like that similar at under armor or um other off makes but it's never quite like it i know this because like again hockey butt i'm very finicky about the pants that i wear because otherwise if i wear the wrong pant it's going to leave big holes in both my wallet and the pants so Again, it really depends on the manufacturer, right? Like, uh, if you're if it's, if it, if it's someone like Nike, I'm sure you're going to have something very similar to what you see in the NBA, and kind of like very similar, like up to the Adidas product. So we wouldn't see much change. But if you go to like an Under Armour or a, a Lululemon or a um, I don't know, even like what, like some third party brand, like again, it depends on what kind of textiles they're using. If they want to go the old traditional jersey way, or if they want to make something that you know try something new for the modern era. Like, like you ever see those um, NBA jerseys where they look like t-shirts where it was like, kind of like, obviously not a good look, but they tried something different. Like I, again, whoever, if it's not going to be like a Nike or Adidas, then it's going to be a company that's going to do something. Like I I think they'll go all out for their first Jersey. Like they'll do something that we haven't seen before, whether we like it or not. I also think it'll have an effect on things like, I mean, there was the retro or the reverse retro jerseys and some of the stadium series and outdoor games. I think those one-off jerseys will, you know, be different under a different name, right? Like they'll have different designers taking over <laughs> them. So that'll be interesting to see what, what kind of things we see there. But um, mostly uh, <laughs> what I'm interested in, oh, this is what I remembered is that uh, McDavid has this huge sponsorship with Adidas. So it not only leaves open, you know, taking over making jerseys for the NHL, but it also means that you get to have McDavid potentially as the face of it because he will be, uh, in the ad sense, a free agent. It's very true. He's probably a little cheese. Like he's like, man, now I got to find like, now he, that, he's like actively searching. He's probably like, you know, whatever he likes, like, you know, maybe so I said one of these third party brands might, might just take over. Cause he's like, you know what? Screw this. Screw you guys. Like I'm going to find, I, I'm going to, I'm going to set the deal and you guys can work around me. Right. Like, you know, what I wear is what everybody wears. Deal with it. It's like, like, uh, with uh, Nathan McKinnon, it's like, you know what? Everybody's Mikhail <laughs> and not Makar because I said so. Oh, man. All I can think of is the Seinfeld episode where Costanza makes the um, the Yankees change to cotton shirts. 
and they all play worse because they're they like can't move in them right just like lululemon puts all these guys out there in like fitted jerseys and they can't play anymore <laughs> everybody's like falling on the ice <laughs> they just get too cold you know <laughs> okay so this is a great segue into a question from our discord here from luke man so not entirely hey right ah oh, shout out luke man long time no here Hope you're doing well. So, okay, so not entirely hockey related, or sorry, not entirely Leafs related, but what slash which sponsors really add value to the game and which ones are not? Examples of the Drew House jersey collab, which got Bieber Nation excited, versus something like the Ford fan deck, which seems to be only a select few people each game, and they're already quite committed fans. So there are more parts of this question, but let's start with that. Um, what, the, okay. So here at the Canadian Tire Center in Ottawa, there's like the McDonald's deck where you get uh, with your ticket a Big Mac or meal or something like the next day. I don't know if they still do it. There's also the Coke Zero Zone. I feel like they definitely do. I've heard, I've heard, You. this is not the first time I've heard about this and I've heard it from other people saying they've done it. So like, I feel like that's definitely still a thing. At least within the Yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty sure it still is. <laughs> I might be wrong, but that's a good point. Like there's, always car sponsors and like you know things that aren't super relevant like i get it they're big money but what's somebody that you would like to see jump into sponsoring hockey i mean you mentioned biosteel like there's there's brands that as long as the players are on board with it it becomes part of the game like it doesn't need to be a, a multi-billion dollar corporation like a car company or something to become part of hockey culture so what's a brand that you'd like to see jump into the nhl so I don't consider myself uh, whatever the newest generation is. Again, I am on Twitter, but I'm not, you know, I definitely I feel like I feel like a boomer sometimes. But as a ad man, having spent so much time watching the show Mad Men, I would uh-huh. say that you look at the things around you that the old kids like. Right. And uh, the collaborations that are the most unique tend to tend to uh, get the I guess the most coverage right like i know when supreme was like literally on everything like you could get a supreme birdhouse or a super or or a supreme like you know candlestick holder it was kind of cool right so like a company like supreme where you know like or a company that has the same kind of uh, viral you know nature to it um having maybe a one-off or a couple like a run of like being on the jerseys or being on the advertisements or being like on the players helmets or something like that would be pretty sweet. Like, right. Like say, can it, like some of these big older companies too, you talk, we talk about Canadian, Canadian tire, like crappy tire, right? Like um, <laughs> that's what we call, if you're, if you're not from, uh, I don't know if it's a GTA or greater Ontario area thing, or if it's, <laughs> or if it's a, a Canada wide thing, but we, you know, if you're not from here, we have the store called Canadian tire. And basically as soon as you hit the age of, 28 you actually want to go there for no reason other than finding for me it was about 25 yeah yeah after 25 you start to realize that Canadian Tire is actually like a cool store you're like man I could find so much needle junk in here my needle junk okay for those that don't actually know it's part an automotive store part a hardware store part a sporting goods store part a home goods store store. part kind of a dollar store part a sport or sorry an outdoor and plant center they have barbecues like it's you can get your tires rotated you can buy your kid a pair of skates and you can you know buy a couple planters and some seeds and uh a, a curling iron sometimes i can't think of a comparable or even like it's not yeah. like lowe's or home depot because it, it's like more than that it, like really i can't think of anything like a canadian tire outside of 
Canada. So sometimes yeah, it depends, depends on the season. Sometimes it has like every, it has, has exactly what you need for small home improvement stuff. Like sometimes it, there's like certain things that are lacking, but like you can, you can find crap there that like you might not even find at Home Depot. Again, like stores like Home Depot or stores like, you know, Princess Auto or something like a store that's designated, like specific to a, to a, um, a, a thing those are probably your best bet. But if you walk into crappy tire, if you walk into Canadian tire, you might find something from a little bit of everywhere and you'll buy it anyways, because it's usually reasonably priced. And you're like, you're like, man, why did I spend a hundred dollars at crappy? There's tire? also a kitchen section. <laughs> anyway, we're getting way off course here. Uh, so, <laughs> but anyways, we're going, we're going back. To, my point, my point is like, say we're at, you're at Canadian, t- you know, you have the Canadian tire center. Say they do like, you know, the guy on the Canadian tire, like the Canadian tire money, maybe they do a Canadian tire themed Jersey, like Canadian tire money themed Jersey. Like just like, you know how like no frills, like branded everything, no frills. And it was kind oh, of, Oh yeah. Cool. The no name like, shirts. No, no, where they just yeah, leaned no into being cares. no name. That shit was so cool actually. Yeah. Like stuff like that. Like, 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 again, I talked about how Supreme did it. Like co- companies like this, like, you know, throwing their labels on things and like, Kids, for some reason, just love that, right? Like, And, like, new fans will find that cool. You're at Canadian Tire Center, you get a Canadian Tire brand Ottawa Senators jersey, and instead of the Ottawa Senator, it's that old Scottish guy that they, for some reason, put on the Canadian Tire bill. Like, mm-hmm. I would I would buy that. I'd be like, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, and I think... <laughs> I don't know if that answers your question, but... I think what this new... Kind of to tie it into our last conversation, what this new jersey partnership opens up is... Uh, the opportunity for cooler hockey merch outside of jerseys. Like, we've seen... Like I talked about, there's the reverse retros. And, I mean... Making $289 jerseys is one thing, but if you can team up with, I mean, you talked about like Supreme and there's the the Drew House stuff, but if you can do shorter runs, like one-off things and make them almost collector's items that are affordable, I think that's kind of what this generation wants, right? Is, you know, quick things that are interesting for a couple months and then you can release another one, but make them, you know, 45 bucks or something instead. Like, like here's an idea. Here's an idea. Okay, so we're talking about random jersey remixes, right? Not a lot of people love the red Blue Jays Canadian shirt, uh, their jersey, right? Yeah. But they do it anyways because it's you know there's the Canada Day thing and it's different, right? Because the Blue Jays are blue, but hey, we'll do a red red shirt because why the hell not? It's Canada. Scotia Bank is a bank that is red, right? It's not a blue bank. I don't know, but maybe Chase Manhattan Bank or whatever is blue, but you know we don't have that. It's not a Canadian bank, so the scope, unfortunately. God knows why the TD Bank bought Boston. The Toronto Dominion Bank owns the Boston Arena, but Scotia Bank runs the Toronto Maple Leafs Arena. So maybe they do a limited Scotia Bank red Toronto Maple Leafs jersey, and people will be like, "Oh my God, a red Toronto Maple Leafs jersey! That's crazy! I won't buy it." But then they'll buy it anyways because people buy whatever freaking Toronto Maple Leafs jerseys out there, as we've seen. So, like something like that, like Scotia Bank, like it works for both partners. You got it. You got the, the literal owner of the arena. And you're able to create some random red jersey that normally would not make sense, but you're like, oh, because Scotiabank's red, we're red today. We got the Scotiabank, you know, a bank vault on it or something. I don't know. I hear you, but like the bank just seems kind of like a lame sponsor for it. It's just kind of like a trillion dollar corporation. (laughs) So to move on to the next part of Luke Man's question, um, uh, note that gambling is legal, but what's the best way to make people aware of it, but also not saturate it so the kids only see the game in terms of odds? So obviously, since gambling's become legal here like single game betting in ontario it has been shoved down our throats you can't turn the tv on or any youtube ads or anything without this being just blast in your face uh the one with Susie from uh curb your enthusiasm is very strange to me i don't understand the association there between her and like hockey at all but whatever um i think 
it's tough. Like having segments is probably a better idea than having commercials. Like I don't like the idea of it being forced on people that aren't actively watching the game at the time. Like have ads for sports betting while you're watching and not when you're watching like, you know, other shit. Like people that want to gamble know that it's out there. It's like being forced to watch celebrity poker, you know, like I don't mind when it's on if I have nothing else to watch, but like, it's not something I go choose to do. Like, I'm not like, you know, I want to see Daniel Negreanu, you know, beat, you know, like Sylvester Stallone in a poker match. You know, it's like, (laughs) it's like the, uh, what do you call it? Like every single time you're just, you just want to watch a hockey game and get hockey analysis. All of a sudden they're talking about betting or they're talking about, it's like, man, like it's again, if, unless you're Southie and I, and and when Southie's getting annoyed by this, by the way, that's when you know it's bad. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if it's like having a separate network. Like, I mean, Sportsnet bets has its own Instagram page and everything, but I don't know how you advertise this and make it accessible to the people that want to do it, but not shove it down people's throats. Like it's really hard to do. I don't know. And also, us folks in Ontario here, uh, if that makes any sense uh, linguistically, us folks, uh, I find that uh, I've been using DraftKings forever, and I'm not a betting man in the sense that I don't spend my own money. I'm a cheap son of a gun, and I don't know what they did in Ontario, but now I can't go on free-to-play pools, so I can't bet somebody else's money, aka like there's a $5,000 pot you can just you can just make a bunch of bets and if you win you get like five cents because it's it's being hosted by somebody else we're not allowed to do free-to-play pools anymore so please doug ford explain that to me why i have to go spend my money now and be a degenerate gambler instead of making i made over 120 dollars on uh, free-to-play pools i just cashed out now because i can't do them anymore because for some reason the government of ontario doesn't allow free-to-play pools um on any of the apps like FanDuel's, DraftKings, Bet365. So I can't, so I had an account on DraftKings just as a reference. And I used to always do the free to play pools. I said, there's companies that put in a $5,000 pot and anybody can play them. And if you win, usually like if you get, you know, eight out of eight or seven out of eight or whatever, or seven out of 10, like, uh, you know, usually it depends on how many people are wrong, right? I mean, you know how these things are. Like I've, I've literally won money getting three right out of 10 just because everybody was wrong. But it's usually like five cents here, two cents here. If you're the only one, like, a you know, five bucks. But for some reason, Ontario is not allowing that anymore. Why do I have to spend money to be, to be a gambler, right? <laughs> like, Fix it, Doug Ford, because that's that's horse shit. I'm sorry. We also can't do <laughs> daily fantasy, which is annoying as shit too. Yeah, like expo- like. Uh, so how do you, how do you um, make people aware of gambling? Uh, honestly, I think people that that want to gamble on sports are already aware of it. I, I don't think it needs <laughs> as much advertising. It's like when you see commercials for Coca Cola or Pepsi. It's like who the fuck doesn't know what Coca Cola or Pepsi is at this point? They need a commercial for it. Like, I, I don't know. It's just <laughs> marketing for the sake of you have a marketing budget, honestly. Uh, so the other thing from Luke Man here, now that hometown hockey has been canceled, how do you think you can showcase regional cities and areas? Maybe a preseason tournament could be moved to different areas in regional cities or smaller cities like Regina uh, or other provinces that, again, I mentioned with other uh, mentioned with hockey like New Brunswick. So. I think they're starting to do this. I mean, I looked at the preseason schedule for the Leafs. They're playing the Bruins in Belleville, um, which is kind of fun at the uh, the Belleville Senators Arena. And there were a couple other... I don't think they're playing any of their preseason games like at their actual arena, are they? Or maybe they're playing like one. But that seems like what the trend now is just to do them in small places. 
Yeah, so they got the double header at Scotiabank Arena, Scotiabank, and then they played Belleville. They're playing the, oh no, I guess the, those are all major ones. So it's just that one. My bad. Yeah, come on, Roscoe, figure it out. Sorry, I hadn't looked know, at it in a while. What's the top of my head? I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll give myself. I'll give myself a. Uh, where is it? Freaking idiot! Oh no, I can't because my media board doesn't work. Uh, womp, womp. Womp, womp. Uh, yeah, I mean, hometown hockey. I think as an idea is good. I just think Ron McLean is so into the history. Like we've talked on ends about this. Everybody has, he has a certain way of presenting that I think has gotten old and dry at this point. Um, and his storytelling is just, uh, it could be one of those audio books to help you go to sleep. I understand. Like I I had a, the one time I was useful on Twitter and I feel like 99% of people agree with me, which is good. And I didn't bother checking all any hate because like, I don't care. I just don't care. <laughs> I, I don't even have notifications on Twitter because I, I don't give a fuck. If, at the end of the day, like I'm a miserable person. I don't need to be any more miserable, but I did have a conversation about this and uh, on Twitter. And my point was, is that like Ron McLean and Don Cherry worked because like they were like, you know, to use big words, like Don Cherry was the antithesis of Ron McLean. Like Ron McLean was this, like there was the straight man in that situation, right? He was always like, rrr, rrr. and then Don Cherry coming, hey, you, uh, Swedes are soft, you know. <laughs> I never, never, never lived this thing, and uh, Matt Sundin and uh, Ty Domi, I remember that guy. It's like, like they, that's why they work good together because it was, it was a shtick, right? Like, yeah, like it, get, it got serious, and Buddy said some things he shouldn't have said, and and that's it, and it's over, but. Again, that's why, like, you know, Ron McLean, great, I'm sure, decent enough, you know, guy in hockey, and he's done, he's, he's, he's run his course, but, you know, I don't want to get rid of him completely. It's just the idea of him being the standalone guy is wrong because what made him famous is being with Don Cherry and vice versa. They worked off of each other. So unless you're going to bring a guy who is like Don without the background of, you know, the obvious expletives and you know racism you know old man yelling at cloud then it you know ron mcclain as himself does not work he's not because he's not cool that way it was cool when don got in his face it was cool when when ron mcclain would say something poignant and then don would say something absolutely asinine but it was hilarious because like hey look it's like homer simpson versus ned flanders right like you can't have one without the other. There's no Flanders show. And there's, you know, if Simps- if Homer didn't have people, you know, foiling his stupidity, then it would it would just be stupid, right? Like, you just... <laughs> that is a really great way to put it, honestly. It's the balance between the two of them that made it entertaining. And it just, it doesn't work with him alone. And I feel like that was unfortunate that at and the BX same time... is too young, right? Like, Bieksa kind of sometimes has a little bit, of, has a little bit of grapes in him. Just a little bit. He's got a little bit of piss and vinegar sometimes. And... You know, he's too, he's just too, you know, again, it's that now it's young versus old and you need, if you're, if anything, you need to find, well, I guess like, is, is Bieksa, I, I don't watch these, these shows too often anymore. Is Bieksa with, um, Justin Bourne a lot? Cause Justin Bourne's kind of the nerd there. Like, I'm not trying to be mean to the guy, but he's a grown man and he sounds like he's 12. So like he is, he is the quintessential like Ron McClain. Like he's very like, you know, I know about hockey and I'm kind of nerdy. And then BX is like the hockey guy who's kind of a, he's kind of the jock, right? Like, I don't know if they're together or not. Again, I call me wrong, but I feel like those two work really good if they, if they're not already. Uh, I mean, the round table that they've had has been BX, McLean, who's a, Botterill and what's her um... I like David Amber too like I don't again I don't know if these guys are all on the same show Kelly Rudy 
Yeah. And Herdy's, Herdy's funny as well. But again, some of these guys are too, they're too, they're all too Ron McLean. And one of them, you need to have like, maybe, you know how I feel like, Oh, is it O dog on the other shows is usually very like, he's yeah. like asshole. Like they need an asshole. They need someone who is just an absolute asshole. Could be plays it sometimes. Rudy kind of gets snarky sometimes. But again, you have Justin Bourne again. He's very, he's like the point Dexter, you know, he's never going to be an asshole. <laughs> You've got, again, Ron McClain, David Amber. Uh, he's like, an, again, he's a beauty. I like his voice, but he's not an asshole. You need an asshole on those shows. That's, that's all I got. That's, that's my end point. You need an asshole. <laughs> well, I mean, look, it's worked for biz, honestly, right? Like that, that broadcast has been amazingly popular since it started. I think the one that they should try to grab is uh, Ryan Kessler, because I think his contract is officially done now, right? Yeah. So his contract's officially up with Anaheim. So grab Ryan Kessler for that. I think him and BXO plus the people they have there would be a good back and forth. But like even a Shane O'Brien, I don't know what I know he does show up on shows sometimes, but he's like I listen to Missing Curfew a lot. And, um, you know, he I, I don't think he's on a lot of uh, mainstream shows that often, but I, I think he's pretty funny. I think he can tone it, tone it down a little bit for, you know, children's television <laughs> the children watching the show but i feel like he'd be the kind of you know he's got a huge jock mentality like again like that's the kind of you know people are missing grapes in a way like we all we do miss don cherry we don't miss the you know the obvious xenophobia but we do miss the hard-hitting like i'm not afraid to say that i like fighting or i'm not afraid to say that guys need to show up more and i'm not afraid to say that people are soft because sometimes we see it we you and me we see guys dogging all the time and we're not important people we're not important enough to to be the don cherry and start you know old man yelling at clouding these things sometimes but there needs to there's there's a definite lack of it um on these broadcasts i don't look there's nobody that's a big face of something that has the ability to call a player's actions out in a game like he used to do you know, look at this guy. Like the way he comes in here, he shouldn't be doing like you know these kinds of things where, where it became you know oh shit like Don Cherry you know the players would have to sometimes respond like you know fuck that or you know the media would start talking about how you know it would become a story or, like he could create narratives around players by calling people out for things. And I think it's and just because there's nobody that too. there's no like, one with that power anymore. And I'm not saying I'm not advocating for bringing him back like we no. talked about xenophobic bastard, but like. There's there's a void that has yet to be filled on Hockey Night in Canada. And to bring it back to the question from Luke Man about uh, hometown hockey, that unfortunately it's just budget cuts that they they weren't able to keep that going. Like it's probably a pretty expensive thing to run with. Oh yeah, I've limited... been to one of those, and it's like it's a big budget event. Like it's almost like the CNE coming into town. Like there's like all these different uh, um, sponsors and like different things you can go to, like stuff for the kids, like events. Like, it's usually, like, a three-day thing, too. So, like, I'm sure it's not cheap to run. <laughs> no, and it's free, is it not? Like, most of it? Yeah, it's of free. It? You just show up and you meet Cujo. You don't have to pay anyone anything. Like, that's, that's what happened with me. Yeah, so I feel like it was just kind of draining money. So uh, they got to find a better way to do that. And I think having properly done, like, showcase events, you know, like, have the Leafs play one of their games in the middle of the year, like at this Belleville arena, like for the Belleville Sands or at the Marley's arena or something, not in Marley's cause that's still in Toronto, but like something in a smaller town where you can make a whole day event out of it, you know, meet the players and everything and charge admission, like make it, you know, profitable at the same time as giving people access to something they want. 
because it was a okay. I went to I went to one in Newmarket, and it was actually really cool. I really enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. As a person showing up to the event, the the TV special is boring because it's just like a you know it's like the five minute clip that they show on like CP24 of like the, you know, it's, it's just like a feel good story, right? Like it doesn't, that's why nobody like, that's why it was so fucking boring. Cause it is just a, an hour long feel good story. Like, you know, like even, you know, shows even Oprah Winfrey, you know, you're watching that, like there's still like, there's some sort of suspense and like, you know, <laughs> going on, like keeps you going. So it's like, look, I don't think there's any point in televising the thing. That's, that's yeah. the main part is because no one outside of that, county or town or municipality gives a shit about it it's cool for them but nobody needs to watch it on tv and i think that is where this falls short have an event that is cool for people to come out to and meet players and all that and yada yada small town game and then on the broadcast they'll be like look we're in this small arena and it's filled with people from this town isn't that cool yeah that's cool anyway there's a hockey game on and 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 what markets hockey right now anyways like we're always talking about the fighting we're always talking about the the grit and the 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 glory of the the, of the good fight in hockey well like you know what out there has the same vibe uh cough cough ufc cough cough guys like that celebrity boxing with the what's his nuts um the, the brothers. So I was gonna. Paul, I was yeah. gonna say the 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 more or famous Jake Paul. Paul. I don't know. The more famous Pauls, not Nick Paul, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no. Thinking about that, it's like like hockey has an obvious like these names are so like we can create these stories. Like all sports have their own kayfabe, as they say in in the WWE. Like we need to like if you really want to market hockey, you need to start marketing that more. Like the hostility. Like obviously guys like John Tavares are going to come out there and sound boring, but you've got some big names now, like like the Kachuk brothers, like uh, no kidding, like you know the douche bois and the you know even Patrick Laine showing up there with his his greasy. You know his, his grease just his just greasy appearance. <laughs> like I get, love get, that picture of him with the shades yeah, on so much. Like he looks like one of the member of the Squirtle Squad. Like you get like those guys. Yes. You 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 get like um, media managers to get them to like really like hype up. You know, like that UFC style. Like oh yeah, we're gonna kill him. I see that guy out there. You know, we're gonna really give him the gears. Like you start like just pushing that, even if it's a little kitschy. Like that's what's really gonna start getting hockey to the next level because you see it in nba like you see the guys like really show their hostility even though they're you know they can't really touch each other (laughs) except maybe you know that when they posterize each other right like it's at least at least hyping that up a little bit more and like getting like like i said getting media managers in there to get the guys like hey i want you to milk this a little bit i know you're boring normally don't be here. here here's a, here's a, here's a sour cherry blaster. Shove that in your mouth while you're talking. <laughs> you know, something just to get these guys to show a little personality. I don't know, like an airhead, a warhead. It was a warhead. Those ones you suck on it. All of a sudden it just <laughs> like, look, I, I think one of the ways that you can get these guys better on camera is put the opportunity there with a reward. Like, the reward comes on the other end of getting advertising opportunities, right? Like the bigger of a star you are, the more offers you get for bigger companies, the more marketable you are. Uh, so why not give players more opportunities to do things in front of the camera and show their personality and just allow the people that do have that kind of, um, you know, they're not afraid of the camera to, to take advantage of it. Like we've seen some of these videos come out from the Leafs where, you know, they got to um, guess things, favorite things of other teammates. And, you know, there was the one where those players were trying to draw from memory 
their uh, their logos. But like, I don't know. I think more interviews that are not just side of the rank in the middle of the game. Like, give them. Uh, I'm not saying like more Amazon documentaries, but like like one off little episode things where it's like, hey, look, we followed like these players around for a day and what it's like in Pittsburgh Penguins camp for a day with Sidney Crosby, like, you know, or like even doing jokes about things like, wouldn't it be hilarious? Like you do like an interview with like, with like Evander Kane and like, you just, you you know, he's like in his, he's in like some really fancy car. And it's just like, it's like one of those like joke interviews that you do an interview with him. And like, you look over and you just like see like his pastor seats full of IOUs or something like, like, like <laughs> just like, you know, like make like, like, you, you know, these things are there, right? Like, you know, the, you can't, the hockey's, biggest thing right now is like that's against it it's all the hidden stories right like you know kind of living in the you know the hockey already has this dark cloud like and unfortunately you know all news is you know good news right like at, at this point like you know trying to market the sport like you know if you're gonna create these stories like you know work with what you can within reason and kind of make it fun and and silly and also like yeah create those like help create those rivalries like because kids don't really care like kids don't really know the difference between what's kitsch and what's like you know real and you're what you're what who are you who are you trying to get to watch the games you're trying to get the kids trying to get the kids in just like the mlb is right now like they're struggling to get the kids in you know in the end you're not you're not doing this for the old heads you really are doing this for the kids so what'll make them what'll make them laugh is like yeah like silly crap like that make them look make the villains be villains right hype it up i have an idea i have the idea here it is you ready a series around the draft class every year the first round everybody that's in the first round from the day that they get drafted, they get followed here and there with these Amazon type doc cameras where it's following what it's like from the day you get drafted to whether they make the team or not. People can pick their favorites. They can watch people whether they make the team. Then once they make it, they can be like, yeah, that's my guy. I've been following him since day one. Because I think the biggest thing with hockey versus, you know, football and basketball is there's the college side of it that everyone likes. And you get to see those players come up through the ranks uh-huh. in hockey until two weeks before the draft, nobody knows who the fuck these people are, unless you're really deep into it. Why not, like you said, for the kids, make a series every year around, you know, who these players are and what it's like to try to get onto a team uh, after you get drafted. And, you know, if you keep the cameras around these young guys, maybe they would uh, smarten up a little bit. I don't know. But that might be a topic for another time. Yeah, we are at the end of our show here, but that is honestly kind of a, a... aside to that right like if there are more of i don't want to say more of celebrities because that's not the word but if they're they're followed more on camera on and off the ice just as part of the world which i think other celebrities are and other athletes are because hockey kind of gets that break where they can step off the ice and and just kind of you know walk home and no one's going to stop them but i think having somewhat of a a world outside of that that people can get into or not get into. You don't have to watch mm-hmm. it. But I think having that there for people to watch just makes them more accountable for their character and who they are. And just to point out, there's no excuse for bad behavior. I don't want you to think anybody think that I think that at all. But what I am saying is every little bit helps. And anything, again, like, we're, I'm not going to go into the topic because we'll probably save it for when we have the roundtable here. But, like, it, we didn't talk about it. We didn't touch it. But my note on that, I'm not going to bring it up, like, the actual topic because you already know. You already know what I'm talking about. Being around the bush here, you know what I'm talking about. But these kids and the people around them and the people who are influencing influencing them need to smarten the fuck up, all right? Because you obviously can't change what 
is in the past. They're gonna people are gonna fight against it. People are going to fight for it. People are going to um, do whatever they need to to get the truth out. But the fact of the matter is, going forward, everybody needs to smarten the fuck up because it, if it doesn't fucking it, obviously you know these things can't end, but they need to start fucking ending. You know what I mean? Like they need to. They, at this point, everybody who has been involved, everybody who is has been around it, everybody anybody who has been touched by it or knows of it said needs to get the people around them to start acting better and as i said smarten the fuck up all right because it's 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 getting a little ridiculous now for for the nhl for lower levels of hockey for all sports but we're talking about hockey here it's getting a little fucking ridiculous for hockey all right yeah so i think just to tie that all together anything that creates more of an image around these guys and who they are uh, has benefits all around, whether that's marketing the game or creating accountability for who they are and what they do on and off the ice. So uh, that's a good way to wrap that one up. We are at 56 and a half minutes here. Anything you want to close with since uh, it's been a while since just you and I? Well, we had okay, we had a topic about like, you know, who would be the new grapes. And have you seen the um, the the Don Cherry? Okay, so I, I'll preface this. I think P.K. Subban is the biggest asshole. <laughs> like, I think he's just a huge piece of crap. Like, I've heard him speak. He's so cocky, all right? Absolutely. And he doesn't have a contract. <laughs> but you know what? That's, I was talking about we need, we need more assholes on TV. Like, it when he's done, I want to see, because he did, he did, he's done an amazing Don Cherry impersonation. He had the suit and everything, I'm pretty sure. Like, I would love to see him talk about hockey. Because, like, we, we know there's old, old coaches, like, torts, right? Like, I know he's coaching again, but he was on TV. He's he's almost too much of an asshole. Like, he's kind of, a, like, he's not funny. He's just, like, dry, right? Like, he's just, like, I'm a dick. But, like, P.K. Subban's actually pretty funny. <laughs> so, like, you know, you want, like, I would love to see him put on, put on Don, the Don Cherry you know, suit at some point, if that was ever a thing, if he ever wanted to do it, I would be on board with that. I'm not kidding. I think he might be able to get a bigger number on a contract for sports casting than he could for playing right now. Like he's a free agent and I don't think he's signing for anything more than a million dollars a year at this point. So I think he could honestly get more than that. If not about that for being a broadcaster. And also with these broadcasts, like, oh yeah, the offer could be yeah, there. Yeah, they could be there. And also with these broadcasts too, like again, like I'm not watching them, so I'm probably wrong, but I'm going to assume that there's still not enough women on them. And you know, it would be cool. Like, doesn't have to be a guy. It could be. You know, there's probably some funny asshole on one of these. You know, women's national teams who doesn't have enough exposure who could be on one of these panels. Like, I've seen some of the uh, uh, some of the women who have been on. I don't know any names again. I'm not, just because I don't watch enough, but of uh, the the shows. But they're pretty pretty damn good. All right, you need to give them their uh, their credit as well. And I'm not talking about hockey, but but hosting, right? So like, um, they're pro- they're they are pretty damn good at hockey. So it would be cool again to get more women rep- representation and have some. You know, wouldn't it be really humbling and also pretty funny as hell if you know you had a female Don Cherry like that would be. <laughs> Like just putting these dudes in their place, like they, you know, she's the one who's the crass asshole, like you know, telling, <laughs> telling like Anthony Stewart or uh, or Justin Bourne to to shove it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think the potential is there. I think just the problem is that, um, unfortunately, when women are sport are broadcasting in hockey, they it's almost like there's the barrier that they have to, you know. <sighs> 
they they have to be right in order to be accepted in it. So like they they can't be like someone who's challenging everybody because all of a sudden all these middle aged men that are watching are gonna say, oh, who the fuck is this? Like it's just that that barrier, unfortunately, that exists right now in you know the fact that there's not enough women. So I think the the more that we let the more that we hire, and I think give an opportunity to somebody like that, I think it'd be awesome. I just like, do you know what yeah, I mean? No, like, I'm not, I'm not trying to sound yeah. negative. It's just like that's that's the unfortunate truth that women in sports broadcasting have to deal with. So, like, it's hard to be that that antihero on it and be the the Don Cherry and and shut all these men down with their opinions when they're just going to say like, what, like, no. And I tried to formulate no, that. That's not formulate okay. That idea in the best possible way that I could. If I said anything that was off the color, off the mark, I apologize. Oh no, 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 just, not just at all. You, you know, I, I again total respect to, to women's hockey and women's hosts i just again i don't i'm not that's not my forte so i don't if there are them out there uh, um, hosting and kicking ass like fucking good for them right but we need more of them. honestly the, again because i couldn't I couldn't name any we definitely need more of them right so yeah no no i don't think you said anything wrong at all I just, i'm just saying like it's it's almost easy for us as as men to say like oh it'd be cool if there was a woman who was like you know the the don cherry and and just being the uh the the anti-hero but it i just think it's unfortunately not as easy as that um you know just the this reality is what we need Steph here, all right? i would love to Steph see representation it. on this show all right yeah i'm just <laughs> it's not us that's what i mean i'm trying she's busy doing her bomb ass life all right so like <laughs> i'm trying to at least uh bring it up for those who aren't here obviously i can't do the best job at speaking on it but um you know there it obviously is something that exists there um but yeah, that that's our that's our hour for tonight. I mean, sorry, there's not a lot of leaf stuff, but literally no leaf. Hey, we talked about Dave Andershock. I made sure that we had leaf stuff on here, and I'm like the least leafy one here. Okay, so and we started with my adventures through a, a Leafs antique store today, more or less. So um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> antique late night. Um, <laughs> Antique late night, antiques roadshow, Le- Leafs late night antique roadshow. Um, so remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. I run our Twitter. Steph runs the Instagram. If for anybody who doesn't, and know. I run my. But mouth. we are all, <laughs> and, and Darty runs his mouth. Um, we also have a Discord. So shoot us a message at any point if you want to be a part of that. Uh, we try not to just post the link because you never know who jumps into things when you have a an open link into a server, but. Uh, let us know if you'd like to join. There are over, I think, 50 or over 75 people at this point. It's mostly just Leafs conversations and Jays and, you know, other sports things. But there is a whole Leafs Late Night tab where you can send us questions directly and uh, and get all the episodes first. So um, make sure you hop on that. Uh, I'm just saying because we've had a, a large influx of people over the last little bit. So thank you so much to everyone who is new here. If you, uh, if you love the show, remember to give us a... Uh, a rating on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever it is you're listening to and leave us a review. If you really like it, give us a follow <laughs> too so you can get every single episode right to your really thing. Right. I'm trying my best right now. Uh, very soon, very soon we are going to have an ad. I know that's not exciting to people listening, but it's exciting to me. Um, probably next episode, hopefully. I was told August 1st the deal goes through, but uh, we'll see. Um, so thanks again Wait, to wrong podcast. for having <laughs> wrong podcast. Cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. Also wrong podcast. Uh, anyway, my, my media board doesn't work, so I got to add the outro and post. So uh, have a good night, everybody. Not that one either. We're going to get so many copyright claims on it's this one. It's parody. It's like fake. It's like, like what, what is it? Uh, Nathan for you. What he does like the fake Starbucks or whatever. <laughs>
Fair, yeah, okay. Fair use. We'll, we're claiming fair use on this. Have a good night, everybody. We'll see you next Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs>